Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It makes me feel sophisticated. Makes me one hell of a dancer. Don't judge my messed up makeup. Waking up the morning after. Let's be talking talk for hours. Doesn't have to understand. Don't ask for much. All right, folks. Hang on. Wait for it. Wait for it. Oh, I'm sorry. Who needs a man when you got wine, Tony? Who needs a man when you got wine? You got to put your headphones on, Michelle. Here we go. We are a special guest today. Can you hear? Yeah. He's playing a song that says... You don't need a man when you got wine. <laughs> I like it. Uh, Michelle Mandro? You got it. All right. Uh, she's a former Louisville newscaster, international best-selling author, and she has a new book, a new coffee table book. It's called Wine Country Women, right? It is. It's Wine Country Women of Sonoma County and a second edition of Wine Country Women Napa Valley, which is uh, what you got in front of you. It's great. And it's, so it's a recipes and, and the wine that matches and then sort of celebrities. It's called too. a pairing, Tony. I'm sorry. It's a pairing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a wonderful pairing. Yes. It's a book that kind of gives you a sneak peek into the lives of these women. And the book is not only pretty on your table, but mm-hmm. doubles as a cookbook. Yeah. Well, you know... Uh, the coffee table book was that in the old days it said who you were really like what ta- what what books were on your coffee table kind of said who you were it right defined who you were. thank you like you knew what house you were in if you saw the coffee table books so i love these because the pictures are amazing and then obviously you've got these recipes and wines your story real quick so where did were you a newscaster at whas was that right Oh my God, no. <laughs> LKY? LKY. Yes. And I also did some work at Wave. Oh, okay. And then and then you went to KFC. Do I have that right? Or Yum Brands? Well, the order isn't quite like that. Right. I actually left television and be, and went to go work for the Kentucky Derby Museum. Uh-huh. Then Universal Studios. Okay. And then Yum Brands. And, and then, somehow you ended up in Napa Valley. I did. Well, we've heard the stories. We've heard about the... Real Housewives of You Pick the City. We have all these reality shows. Tell us about the women of wine country. Okay, well, we by no means are anything like the housewives. Mm -hmm. We are a little more sophisticated. Okay, But we're still a lot of fun. Okay. There's a fine line there, though, right? Too much wine, you turn into that TV show. No way. Well, okay. I'm just, we're just, (laughs) I I just, I've seen it too many times to deny that. All right. um, So to Dave's question, describe the the women of Napa Valley in this book. Oh, in this book? Well, you know, there's a wide range of women. There's uh, women that a lot of folks will know, like Mandavi, Rombauer, Honig, um, the governor of California's sister, uh, Newsom, um, to some up and comers. 
um, to some chefs and restaurateurs. So it really runs the gamut. I like to say that the book provides a snapshot of the area through the eyes of the women who live there. Okay. So it really gives you a chance to learn a little bit about the area, like I said. Are these, the women who live there. Are they down-to-earth people or a little snooty? No, you'd be surprised. Well, I, you know what? I'm going to rewind. I think it depends which wine region you're talking okay, about. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Sure. Yeah, so um, I think generally speaking, they're all pretty down-to-earth. Some are slightly more sophisticated. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they're all approachable and really lovely people. Um, so you go from Louisville, Kentucky, uh, to Napa. How did that, so describe that area. Like, what's it like? Like, what is it? Uh, Cause everyone that goes and does the tours say it's the best vacation they've taken. It's and they're going to do it again. So describe living there. How, how, how is that? It's indescribable. Yeah. <laughs> no. You know what? Um, it is truly it's amazing. Great. It's like being on vacation every day. You know, you wake up in this breathtaking um, environment surrounded by vineyards everywhere. I live in a small town called St. Helena. Mm-hmm. It truly is picturesque. It's got, um, a, you know, it's a one town uh town yeah. uh, with shops, little shops everywhere. Um, but outside that, uh, there's there's little streets with homes and then rolling hills of vines. Yeah, because now, like my family, half my family is from Key West. You go to Key West, everyone in, is from everywhere else. Like it's, and that's where kind of everyone kind of goes to. Mm-hmm. And there's very few conks. If you're a conk, that means you were born on the, you were born on the, on the Keys. Uh, but there are very few conks anymore. It's everyone is, is really hiding in Key West or the Keys. They're from somewhere else. Is that the story for Napa or they're from Napa? I think that there's a combination. There's a combination. Yeah. There's those that, um, grew up in the Napa Valley and are multi-generational families. And then there's some that married into mm-hmm. uh, Napa oh, yeah. Valley families. And then there's others that uh, bought into the lifestyle. So I think it's uh, it's a hodgepodge. Uh, we are talking to Michelle Mandro. She is has got a book signing coming up Sunday. Sunday, 11 to 2 at Stoneware. Noble Stoneware. Com- yeah, beautiful, fabulous place iconic here in louisville um this is dave this is perfect because we all have those what do you buy so-and-so and so-and-so right Mm -hmm. this is it you go to louisville stoneware on sunday and you're going to be able to get uh get this book and you're and you're obviously going to sign it for them wine country women of napa valley some of these recipes well right the second i opened it i looked at you and said i want that now i know um that meal looks fantastic and then they pair you with the wine and, um, so you can make an instant wine dinner. You can pull a recipe and a wine from every category and and have your own wine dinner at home. Oh, my gosh. Or with friends. Yes, this all looks completely delicious. And they break down each, uh, well, soups and salads and then steaks and fish and everything else. Dessert, appetizers. You know, this is the perfect book for, you know, your wine enthusiast, your foodie, for anyone who loves to go to wine country or wants to learn more about wine country. So what Cabernet would you recommend with white fish? <laughs> uh, Perhaps a, a Franzia? Well, I'm sure there that could work. 
<laughs> Probably wouldn't be my first choice. <laughs> I've just always heard that. Obviously, it's white wine and fish, but well, but, know, but if you like the taste of it, isn't it okay? Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? I don't think that rule stands anymore. I think you can you can enjoy a red wine with a fish. Yeah. Uh, what What did you say, Dave, off the air? Well, I went to a wine tasting and it was good because I thought it was going to be a little little uppity. It's like, oh, you didn't recognize that that was a Merlot and not not a Pinot. But the, the person that was conducting it said, look, before we do anything, and we'll learn some stuff about wine, but I want you to know that if you like the wine, if you like the taste of it, then it's a good wine. Absolutely. It's just it's just all about what you like. Sometimes we like to put a whole bunch of bottles on the table and with our meals and just enjoy a variety of different things. So well, it's... By the way, there's no ugly people in this book, by the way. <laughs> just saying. They don't uh, let him in well, Napa. Well, beauty's in the eye of the beholder. Right. Well, more, more glasses of wine. They send him to Oxnard if there's any ugly people. Uh, so, there's, so, so they have a picture of the meal. So it says, this one is, I just uh, was fingering through and says, kick-ass chili. Oh, yes. Gives you, gives you the, oh, Dave, this looks so delicious. It's more of a meat, not bean chili. And That's then, real chili. Yes. And then they've got the pairing note. So on the on the right side, they have a picture of the lady that's the recipe for. And then they have a pairing note. So then they that's, give you... Right, that's Sandy Davis. And that's her explanation why that pairing works so well. And, you know, to your earlier question, Sandy Davis is one of those new families that oh. came to the Napa Valley. Okay. Her and her husband decided they wanted to have a, a winery in the Napa Valley. And, and they did... They did just that, and it's a spectacular property. They make amazing wine, and that is a kick-ass chili. Uh, the body and texture of a Cabernet make it a great <laughs> match for the weight of the meaty braised uh, dish. Using bacon along with the pork and beef in this chili recipe calls up for the oak nuances in the wine. Hey, Tony, doesn't she have a picture of her with Mickey Mouse yes, there? Yes, yes. We yes. were talking about that earlier. She's at Disneyland. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, Disney World, we were. We were talking about that. So, okay. So, um, wine country women of Napa Valley. Uh, Michelle is with us, and you're going to be there on Sunday. What time? Sunday, Paris Town, uh, Stoneware and Company, 11 to 2. 11 to 2. That is perfect. We Are they serving wine at this signing? You know, we talked about it. I don't know. Uh, no, isn't Sunday? Sunday, 1 o'clock? Don't you have to wait till 1? Or is that, um, is that law now gone? You you can't go to the liquor store until oh, 1, but, but if can, there's a restaurant open, you can I go there. You, I bet you they're going to allow that on Morning the, on mimosas. On What's up? <laughs> come on. Bubbles. Right. Uh, Michelle, it's bubbles, man. on the book, and please come back, and we'll talk when you have another one. I look forward to it. All right, we'll see you Sunday. Again, at Louisville Stoneware, 11 a.m., signing her new book, Wine Country Women. Nick Luxury Roush is going to call us at 1035. Okay, perfect. We'll talk about he was at the press conference last night. Of course, he works for KSR, but he's the cousins of the Bronx. That's right. So interesting little twist there. Back after this. News Radio 840 WHAS. Want to do another one? Is that what we're doing? Yeah, since I felt bad since we didn't do it on time on Tuesday. I thought we would do a bonus tool. We did not on get into the, to the DeLorean. Don't worry, it is not Tuesday. Yes. It is a bonus tool because there are so many. Oh, don't we know it? Some of them work here. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Have to alphabetize. Thank you. 
Well, a single mom is being slammed online for saying that she deserves having Christmas Day off more than her coworker because her coworker doesn't have kids. In a post to the parenting site Mumsnet's Am I Being Unreasonable section, she writes that both she and her colleague requested the day off, the other one sooner, but their manager said one of them has to work and left it up to them to work it out. Yeah. The mom writes that she feels terrible about the situation, but she's asked her coworker to withdraw her request as she and her husband, who have no kids, normally go see her husband's parents on Christmas Day, but they also go every week, so it's not like they never see them. She tries to justify her reasoning by explaining that she has a four-year-old son with autism and that his nursery school will be closed and she has no one to watch him. Yeah. While she admits she could hire a babysitter, she notes that it would be extremely expensive and her son, who is nonverbal, could be upset by having someone he doesn't know in the house. I do feel bad asking her to do this, but if she won't, then I'm going to have to leave my job. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, it's so complicated, dude. Um... I'm sorry, I was just distracted. I got an email from iHeart. Oh. Wow. Here's the headline. Wow. 26 years on Sunday. John, you wanted to reach out. We wanted to reach out and and, ha- and wish you a happy anniversary. 26 years. For you? Yeah. Awesome. We truly appreciate everything you do and thank you. Huh. Wow. All right. Uh, My twenty-something anniversary came by, came and went in October. I've never received one of these before. Nothing. So I get a, 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 it's a, it's a random twenty-six years. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, kind of. Why, why am I getting it one at twenty-six? I've never received anything like this before. I don't know. I never gotten one either. Okay. It didn't come with a bonus or anything. No, no, no. I knew that. Right, who's the tool? Uh, obviously, the woman who, after her coworker already requested off for Christmas, or could you say the manager? Yeah. I mean, really, one of you, I don't know what kind of business it is. If it's a retail shop that's open on Christmas, someone has to be there. I get it. But this whole, I'm more important because I have children and you don't thing. Yeah. Kind of gets on my nerves. Right. Yeah. No, 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 no. You got to, you got having a child is one thing. Having a child with special needs is another. You just pack it in and you realize you have to, you have to make um, sacrifices. That's why parents of kids of with special needs are warriors. They are um, the real heroes in the world because they. It, it's just a tough job. Being a parent's the toughest job ever, but being a, a parent of, mm-hmm. of, of a special needs is even more. You just you camp it in as a person and say, "Look, I'm I'm just going to get the short end of the stick on stuff." So take care of your child, and if you have to leave work, you you know. Let's hit the comment lines on that post, shall we? Yeah. Uh, quote: Oh yeah, I forgot. If you don't have children, then Christmas and family means nothing to you. Uh, whoever asked first should get it. You having a child doesn't make you more entitled to the day off. And finally, I think it's okay to ask because you are in a difficult situation. However, it is not okay to minimize her Christmas just because she doesn't have kids. No, it's all in delivery. If you just went, if you just ask, because it's no, no harm to ask. You can't get right, anything right. if you don't ask. And just like, man, will you please cover me on this? I would, I'll, whatever you want to do, I'll work for you for two days, whatever you want to do. Can we do this? But don't ever bring in, I'm more important because I have kids. I, you obviously, I wonder if that's a trigger for people with no kids. I don't know. Courtney, does John Tucker have kids? Because your Christmas yes. would be more important because you <laughs> you have a special needs no, son. No, but yes. again, I have, I have small kids and, and I'm more important than everybody else.
So well, <laughs> and everybody well, they don't it. understand the suffering I go through, especially, you know, this past week <sighs> after I get Mr. Bubble down all my drains. So therefore, I need the day off. Well, let's just <laughs> no, be honest. You were like that before you had kids. So you're exactly. More I was a diva no matter what. Oh, yeah. So With I the capital D. <laughs> With the capital D. Yes. No, the, uh, it, you know. People aren't entitled to anything. If you work for a company, you're not entitled to nothing. <laughs> so people have to keep that in mind. Um, but I do think that it's very difficult to be able to schedule time off, especially during Thanksgiving, because everybody wants the day after Thanksgiving off, and not everybody gets that. Everybody wants Christmas week off. Uh, people want that first week in. Uh, people want that first uh, the first two weeks around Martin Luther King uh, sometimes to be able to go away. Uh, but I think if people put in their request early enough and describe it to their manager why they need to have off, but I think it's all in planning. You can't turn around two weeks before Christmas and say, "Hey, I want." That I deserve the day off because I have children. I and and I think if people talk to their colleagues too, I think people understand. Uh, let me give you the markets. Yes, I realize we are quite late. At way this late. Yeah, way late. Uh, the S and P five hundred little changed, a little bit better than what we saw about an hour ago. We did have that hotter than expected producer price reading. Uh, hopefully, we're going to continue on. Yesterday, the S and P five hundred snapped a five session losing streak, so maybe we might continue that now, even though we're eking the gains uh, out slightly. The S and P five hundred up a tenth of a percent. The Dow down forty points in trading with the news radio eight forty WHAS Bloomberg Money Report. I'm Courtney. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. W-H-A-S. Oh, you know what that music means. We're about to get some army up in here. Last night, as we rolled up into Cardinal Stadium, and I got to be honest, I haven't been to that stadium except for a Trinity St. X game in five or six years. I haven't gone to a football game for UofL in five or six years. And I don't mind saying that on the radio because I was out. But the one of the last faces I thought we'd see there is Mr. Nick Roush. But then mm-hmm. I thought, no, that's right. Guess who's their first cousin? The Brahms and the Roushes. What's up, Nick? You got me. You got me. Sorry, Carson. You thought you could get rid of me? Nope. No. You're going to be dealing with me anymore. And I ain't going anywhere. Not going anywhere. In fact, I might even be around even more than before. <laughs> and still, as Dave would say, smarmy. Uh, I thought the best line that you put out, because there was about a thousand people there, you took a good picture and said, well, Jeff Brom's announcement has more people here than Kenny has at the Yum Center. Be funnier if it wasn't so accurate. No, it is. Yeah. I mean, you know, spots a lot. Spots a lot. It, uh, <laughs> it was, uh, it was kind of like, I, it, even though I'm the UK fan, it's good to see U of L fans excited, right? Like, a rivalry is much more fun when there's a legitimate threat the other way. And for the last four or five years, it's just been complete and total utter domination. And I actually, you know, part of me wanting to go to the press conference was to, uh, you know, support my family. It's kind of cool seeing 
my cousin up there. Uh, I mean, it's just, it's cool. You know, I used to get 49er stuff for Christmas when I was a kid. And like, that was all I wanted, right? Was to be like cousin Jeff. Now he's the head coach at UofL. It's, it's very cool. But I also wanted to do my job. I'm a journalist, Tony Vanetti. I don't know if you know this or not, but I, I mean, yes, I yes, you are. I interviewed for the after, intern for the afternoon underdogs to become a journalist. Yes, that's true. And true. I was there to ask a question. I was there to ask many. I, I could have asked plenty, but I had one, and it wasn't going to be. Like, it's, a, it's a question that should have been asked, and nobody would ask it. I was the only person willing to ask it, but I was denied the chance to even step in front of the microphone it was disgusting it was sad and the university of Louisville just they, they they wove the first amendment all i wanted to ask was you know this rivalry game has been really 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 lopsided lately what, what are you going to do to inject some energy back into the rivalry see that's not that's, that's what so they wouldn't question. give you the microphone so they would not louisville would not give nick roush the microphone last night you're saying they froze you out they squeezed me out. I, I was in the back of the room. I made my way to the front where all the other big J's were, and I that they were passing the microphone around. And whoever the, the media relations guy, I don't know if it was an intern, a full-time person, kept tapping on the shoulder, hey, give me in the rotation. Yeah, okay. He shook his head and then just kind of kept on his merry way. And then I did it again. Hey, hey, give me in here. And he said, yeah, yeah, just a second. And then all of a sudden Rocco goes, oh, last question, last question. It's like, oh, yeah, okay. Mm, thanks, guys. Thanks. Well, you have a microphone now, and obviously you weren't too concerned under Scott Satterfield. Kentucky owned the trenches, and they dominated the last few games. As you saw Jeff Brom standing up there telling us he has no hobbies. He loves football. It's all about football. (laughs) Are you concerned that he could win his first game in the rivalry? Will it happen that quickly that you are concerned about the Cardinals? You know, is it weird that I actually think this could be good for Stoops? Kind of like how Patino was good for Cal, right, and, and, and keeping him on his toes. Like, I know Mark Stoops enjoyed beating the snot out of Scott Satterfield, um, and it's always good to have kind of a guaranteed win to cap off your season so that you can kind of salvage a bad one. Right, like, 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 like Vanderbilt, yeah. Well, I, I mean, just like, I mean, you can bring up Vandy, but I, last I checked, Kentucky's won like four straight years in this one. Right. So I, I do think it can it, it can ignite a fire under Stoops' rear end. Um, I think that Kentucky is going to have to be more offensive. They just will. But there's also a part of it, too, where, like, Jeff, he's got to rebuild, right? Like, they had 75 super seniors. They're, they're, he's got to start from scratch. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be a challenge. And even though he got Purdue turned around pretty quickly, and the ACC isn't as – daunting of a task to score points in that league mm-hmm. he, he still has a, a it's going to take him a little bit of time to get that thing where he wants it to be well i was i was over i was overjoyed for them uh because there was a thousand people in the room at four o'clock in the pouring rain on a thursday to come see him just speak for a couple of minutes um he was great uh, as usual uh, the tv guys asked dumb questions that's why I, f- I remembered i reminded i reminded myself why i don't go to press conferences anymore because of the stupid press questions over and over again that they have to answer um but no no well, one asked it, 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 no one asked we, the we obvious questions of- you know are, is this your last stop 
Like, talk yeah, about, you know, is this it? I mean, is this your last stop? Is this where you're going to retire? If you win enough games here, this is it. And, and, and that is really the undercurrent with this hire is that we're not even thinking about it. We want a good coach that can score a bunch of points and put a bunch of, you know, butts in the seats. But in reality, could we get a good coach that wants to actually stay here forever because he's from here and he loves the university? Well, and because that's you've always been the guy that's or the gal that's been dumped, right? Like everything's going well, and then John L. leaves at halftime of a bowl game. You know, Bobby in the middle of the night. Like mm-hmm. that's that's always been the thing. Louisville's always been is you just get good enough to where once you start enjoying it, you 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 get dumped. Um, so now you actually have a guy who cares about the place, who will want to stay here. Uh, for a long time, but no, we didn't get that question. We got the same question over and over that he wasn't going to answer about the timeline. We also got at, I mean, it was two days. Like the timeline was too quick. Who cares? The, the I don't care about matter. the timeline no, anymore. It, it's to, yeah, stop, it, stop. And, and you know yeah. what? If you hear, if you want a good fun family story, because everybody loved the fun family stories, this, this is how the Brom family operates, right? And I love that they made an emphasis on the Brom family because it is, a team effort, despite Brian's absence, because he's still going to be the interim head coach for the bowl game at Purdue. But uh, last year, Purdue, they're playing Tennessee in the Music City Bowl, right? Uh, if you recall, that game was awesome. It was a thriller, uh, a hell of a comeback win uh, in overtime for the Boilermakers down in Nashville. And Purdue, Aiden O'Connell played really bad early on in the game. He threw one interception where – I. I don't know which – there just wasn't even a Purdue player in the screen. It just went right to the Tennessee guy. Things were looking down, and I, I just – I thought the game was over. Well, you know, a lot of families standing up in the, the section behind the bench, and after that pick, uh, Sister Kim's like, why is nobody over there talking to him? She was talking about Aiden O'Connell. He was down. He was on the bench. He was really down in his luck. And she says, Mom, somebody needs to get over there and talk to him. Like, why – Somebody go pick him up. He needs somebody to go help him out. Mm-hmm. And so Donna then texts or, I don't know, somehow gets in touch with Oscar, says, you all need to go talk to him. Somebody go talk to him. So Oscar, <laughs> he starts getting Jeff's attention. Jeff is too busy, you know, being a head coach. And then finally he says he takes it upon himself. Oscar goes over there, gives him a pep talk, says, keep your head up, kid. Like, just keep playing. Keep firing away. You're, you're fine. Just be aggressive. Good things will happen. What do you know? They turn it around, come down from, I think, 14 points down, win the game in overtime. It is. It, it really is a, a family affair uh, with the Bronx. All right, Nick, try not to giggle. Going to talk about basketball here for a second or whatever that is that's supposed to look like basketball. So Louisville doesn't have Kentucky's roster. That is obvious. But this is a roster good enough to win a couple of games, isn't it? What's happening with Cardinal basketball at the moment? Man, it's... Um... It's, 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 I I don't like when people uh, want to compare Kenny Payne to Jeff Brom either because Jeff's won conference, he won multiple conference titles in Conference USA. Yeah, he's just in the Big Ten Championship. That doesn't add up, correct. Kenny, Kenny had never coached before, and that was the risk you were taking. What I think is the biggest problem here is that Kenny is trying to be like Cal without players that are good enough. That, that that are that good, right? Bingo. And, hell, bingo. And, and the thing is, too, is, I mean, even when Cal has the guys, that stuff's not really working that much more. Either. <laughs> like, right. you have, like you, 
Like, the reason why Patino has a successful coaching tree is because Patino coaches his ass off and gets guys running stuff, right, that really makes it difficult for the other opponents. Whereas, like, Cal, he's got this kind of free-flowing philosophy, you know, go be an athlete. So, like, what happens is when you're at Wolverine and you do the same stuff, it's just a bunch of dudes standing around not doing anything and a bunch of guys that kind of play the same position, right? Like, how much difference is Jalen Edwards versus uh, Withers versus some of those other guys? It's a lot of long threes and fours that don't really have ball handling skills to be able to get to the rim. So, it's it's bad. I just don't I, – I didn't think it could be this bad. And now, like, you really just got one game where you're like, all right, we can count four to A&M as a win, but can we count any others? It's – can you? Yeah. No, I, I, I wonder if we all put $100 on everyone that, that Louisville plays for the rest of the season. We get nine games in, so we got 20-something games. I wonder how much, and we just fold whatever we won from that game into the next game, how, you know, how much at the end of the season we could win. I mean, seriously. Well, they're, they're 0-9 against the spread, and yeah. I, will, I will admit, I'm, you know, I'm a gambling man. I did not get into sports gambling until the 2018 Louisville season when Bobby Petrino just made me money hand over fist. Yes. I was like, oh, gosh, this gambling thing's easy. Yeah. <laughs> Bet against Louisville. <laughs> you know what, Nick Rouse? All right. All right, and before we let you go, yeah. uh, 0 to 10, excitement level for Kentucky's bowl. You don't have Levis, Rodriguez, and it's Iowa again. Yeah. yeah. Can I say negative? <laughs> negative. It, it's, so like, it's Nashville. It's a party. Yeah. I mean, th- this bowl game, though, is such a freaking clown show. They don't even have a media hotel for New Year's Eve. Like, are you kidding me? Oh, we're sold out. Like, what, what kind of joke is that? It's an absolute joke. Uh, here's the thing. Bowls are what you make of them, right? Kentucky has done a good job of making them, like, this sort of rallying cry through the Mark Stoops era. Like, we're going to use this as a springboard. And y- you can do that for a while. And then finally you hit a wall where you have a disappointing season you didn't expect to be. In this game, you want to be in a better one. And then players are just like, ah, I'm good. We're playing the same team we played last year. It's going to be a defensive slugfest. I'm good. And um, so that's kind of how I feel. You're playing at the same time as the Louisville basketball game. You're just giving fans a reason not to care. So it's going to be the least enthused. Kentucky crowd for a bowl game in the market. His center. name is Nick Roush. He started out with us on the afternoon underdogs, and he went on to fame and fortune with KSR. He is also the cousins of Jeff Brom and the Brom family. So it's going to be an interesting next couple of years for the Roushes also. Uh, plus, he gave birth to two new DeSales Colts uh, in a couple that's of right. years. That's right. And it was so, actually Nick giving birth because that's possible now. That's exactly right. All right, mm-hmm. Nick Roush, we'll talk to you soon, buddy. Tell the wife we said hi. Merry Christmas, y'all. Merry Christmas, brother. Merry Christmas, buddy. All right, short break. We'll come back. We're going to play Crusade for Children trivia next instead of at the bottom of the hour. So stick around on News Radio 840 WHAS. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.